So the big question is this, how are real estate agents like us who didn't cheat and take on venture capital and are spending money from our own pockets, how do we compete with these billion dollar real estate tech companies and iBuyers in a way that lets us bring our services and the things we believe in out into the world and still remain profitable? That's the big question. And on this podcast, we'll give you the answers. Welcome to the iBuyer Experiment. Hey, good morning. So excited today. We have a special guest on the podcast today. It's Jesse Bojwine, the CEO of Call Action. He is, oh my goodness, this guy drops massive value and goodwill continually on the real estate industry. And you have a really cool um, software and we'd love to hear a little bit more about what you do. Hello, hello. thanks for the opportunity, appreciate it. Been a while since I, I've seen you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we, we met at Inman a few years back, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it maybe three and a half years ago, four years ago, when I think you were on stage, you were speaking, and that's where we first met. It was still the San Francisco version, and then uh, it was uh, Vegas after that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Inman Connect's uh, going down today. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. So, um, so yeah, a little bit about me. Uh, been in the real estate space 30 plus years. Um, personally did about 3000 transactions, most of that on the wow. mortgage side of things. In uh, 1997, I got pretty curious. I was like, oh, this internet thing looks like it's gonna <laughs> do something. Um, started buying some domain names, um, taught myself how to program, build some basic websites and stuff like that. By 2000, I was generating about 300 loan applications a day oh. that I started selling to um, eventually big companies like Quicken Loans and LendingTree. Awesome. And so, that was really my start of the online side of things. Um, always been kind of a marketer or salesperson at heart, you know, self-employed since I've been 17 was my last paycheck I collected. <laughs> so, so every day since then I've been unemployed every morning. So oh, yeah. start every day at zero, right? That's one yeah. of the keys to success. Start every day yeah. at zero. Yeah. So, um, so call action, you know, the simplest, the, the elevator pitch is that we kind of automate the outbound outreach um, to create inbound conversations. So we want to keep salespeople doing what they like to do best, which is talking to people and eliminate the stuff that they don't like to do, which is outbound outreach and uh, being database administrators and following task lists. <laughs> Love it. Isn't so. that the truth? Beautiful. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So is that a real Vespa behind you? Yeah, that one right. is a Lambretta actually. That so yeah, six, nice. 63 Lambretta. So nice. I have a couple of them. This one is a, uh, this is my, my little bit nicer one. I have one that I ride regularly. Um, but I do have a Vespa too with a sidecar. That's how I used to take my kids to school. Nice. <laughs> it was like a clown show every day. Yeah, <laughs> Conversation starter for your kids, yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah. Oh yeah, for that's sure, one hundred percent. No hiding out for them on that one. How did you even like? I'm like going, wow, Jay, you like have a keen eye. You're I know. I didn't even <laughs> notice that until he said that. I picked it up. As I like Vespas. Started. They're cool. Yeah. They are cool. Yeah. But I remember I back? Even, didn't even see it. Back in Italy, there, there's yeah. tons of old people like right around on Vespas. Or like, these like, like amazing. Amazingly beautiful well, women. Models, yeah. Yeah, like these <laughs> gorgeous women, and they would just and get off. Dresses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they get off like, a Vespa and take their helmet off and have this like long flowing hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you look at the old video, like they'll side straddle them, which is kind of interesting. Like yeah. the man is sitting in the front and the woman's on the back side straddled because he is wearing a dress or something. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, that's cool. But, uh, sure. Well, back to real cool. estate stuff. I'm sorry to yeah. Yeah. sidetrack. You're sidetracking. Side <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, well, Jesse, I, what I find so um, just, I think what I find so valuable um, in this conversation is that I read a lot of the stuff that you put out. You have a closed mm-hmm. Facebook group where you're constantly giving tons of value, massive value. And yep. so I, I read it and I consume that. Um, I should be throwing you some love on it more. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it just um. kind of share with us because I do see you as this thought leader in our industry. Like, what do you think is going on with real estate and with technology and you know, where do you think we're at? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's really um, it's the professionalism of our industry, right? It's becoming a real business. Um, there is mm-hmm. enough commission income out there that's available, right? It's like 70, 80 billion dollars. And that's the target, right? Everyone mm-hmm. wants to get a little slice of that. So you have big tech companies that are trying to make it transaction based and make it easy, simplify the experience. Um, and then you have the real estate side, which is always going to be around. Um, and what we need to do is just maintain the relationship side of that business. So think of it like an idea of you can use your CPA who you have a relationship with, or you could use TurboTax, right? Um, and it's the relationship that is the value. It's not basically the, um, it's not what the task that is being performed it's the knowledge and the guidance that you share that is the value that builds the relationship um and that's what we need to kind of focus on in our industry so i think you know we're seeing some of that obviously the market is kind of crazy right now everybody already knows that you know supply demand um issues um so yeah so it's uh it's definitely an interesting time and there in the tech time that i've been doing this since 1997 so i remember when zillow came out in 2007 so i was already doing this for like 10 years online and you know we just saw that for up until basically maybe three years ago really nothing changed in real estate like if you think about it at its core we did the transaction exactly the same um the financing is still the same still 100 year old vehicles using you know a mortgage and stuff like that the people are the same the process is the same the only thing that changed was simply access to information but now what we're starting to see is these new creative models you know iBuyers um Pasco who's doing like the timeshare model for part you know fractional ownership stuff like that basically um, so we're finally starting to see a change, a foundational change in how the industry is actually ran. But really, it's still the same. All that we did is we, you know, like every other industry, is it just moved to the internet, made the information accessible, and it just pushed the first point of contact lower down the funnel because the consumer would self-educate online and only ask, you know, us for our help when they were near the bottom of the funnel or when the internet didn't answer their question. And this is really important. Like you have to think that lead gen is nothing more than creating questions in someone's mind and they are willing to exchange information to get that question answered. Right. Bam. All right. What if, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so, good. What if, yeah, that's it. good. Yeah. So if you start thinking about lead gen that way, all that happened before was, you know, our previous lead gen is we were the gatekeepers to that information. So they would call us to ask if a property was available. 
And then all of a sudden, when the internet comes out and we start displaying that information, you know, and really it was pre-Zillow because it was really IDX, really right. all of your competitors were the first Zillows, right? Because right. they would display that information and everyone kind of did battle that way. Um, but Zillow and Trulia were really just the kind of first national players to aggregate all of that data from everywhere and just make it easy for a consumer to just really find um, data um, across the board. And so initially the lead gen space was, you know, they would have a form. If you're interested in learning more about this property, you know, contact us. And yep. that's the question that people had. So, and now as the internet gets better at answering questions, <laughs> all questions, right? What school district, you know, uh, what's price appreciation, all of those kind of things. What's happening is we're getting, our relationship is getting pushed further and further down the bottom of the funnel closer to the transaction itself um so um that's that's what i think is the big change right now um and agents that take serious about building relationships are going to win um and those that are trying to distance themselves from that and focus on a transaction then you're competing against basically the big boys who are focused on trying to make the transaction easier. <laughs> so you got to decide what, what, where you want to play. So well, that's, what's so amazing about like this technology space. And even though we, you know, want to talk about that, you know, there is so much that has changed and it's like a platform like yours, that's actually given time back to that yep. hunter that you were talking about in certain things, because there's like a lot of this big data and, you know, there's so many data metrics like that you said that actually have like predictive type environments and do a lot of the busy work so that you mm -hmm. can focus on the relationship. So that's why I mean, I, I love platforms like yours. I think technology is actually meeting today's consumer more of where they're at so that they can focus on the relationships, which again, like I said, I think it looks like your platform solves a lot of that pain point for agents. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, what it is, is like business is a math problem, mm -hmm. right? That's all that it is, whether it's your PNL, your KPIs or anything like that, it's all math. So the basic problem generally of most businesses is time, right? Um, so if let's say, for example, you generate a hundred leads, and with the advent of kind of iOS 13, where it was the filter unknown callers and then some of the privacy stuff that's kind of coming up um, and soon coming is Apple's, you know, hide my email, which is going to be a really big deal. Um, what you're seeing is that it's taking more and more attempts to actually connect with someone once they've asked their question, meaning once they filled out the lead form and they've self-identified that they had a question, we need to meet with that consumer and be able to answer their question for them. Um, right now, the math problem is that it's probably taking 10 attempts to get a hold of someone. Wow. So if I generate 100 leads a month and it's going to take an average of 10 attempts to get a hold of someone, that becomes a thousand items on your task list. Wow. And if you think that, let's say, looking at an item on your task list and uh, reviewing the notes, making the outbound phone call, leaving the voicemail, sending the text message, writing the notes, rescheduling the follow-up task, maybe that takes four or five minutes. So now all of a sudden, 100 leads takes 5,000 minutes, right, which is uh, my mental math, 85 hours or something like that, wow. somewhere around there. 
um, worth of time and you only have 160 hours per person in, you know, generally speaking in a work month. Mm -hmm. So what technology does is provides us leverage to automate the tedious and the repetitious task so that we could focus on the highest dollar productivity activity, which is conversations with people to build those relationships, to share our knowledge and answer their questions that they have. Because the more that we do that, the more that we earn trust. And the more that we earn trust happens to be the foundation of what people like to do business with, people they know, like, and trust. Yep. And what big platforms are doing is they're trying to convey trust through the brand, through the brand experience, versus we as salespeople are trying to do it as individualized people. So we still need to have those conversations and, and have those opportunities to build trust. And we're just trying to get you into more of those. Beautiful. Um, That's really cool. That was solid. Yeah, super cool. And I know you guys have <laughs> a lot of like cool and fancy things you do that with. Um, I'm curious though, you know, uh, you mentioned that the big company is trying to build trust through the brand versus, you know, us salespeople building trust through ourselves and, and our personal brand. Sure. Um, what are your thoughts on what realtors can be doing to build trust uh, with, you know, their in their brand in themselves? Yeah, I mean, real estate is always going to be local at the end of the day. Um, so we actually have a really distinct advantage of being local um, from some tactical point of views, from simply being able to have branches that are localized, and the fact that search engines and most AI technology of most platforms are trying to deliver localized results because ever since mobile um, has kind of gone mainstream in 2007 um, and you know uh, iPhone adoption and having the internet in your pocket, what's happened is search engine platforms, social media platforms, um, they're able to localize search results without you even needing to ask for so localized search results. So for example, one of the top terms is near me, right? Think of yourself, like how often have you ever did, <laughs> uh, you know, best sushi near me, right. right? Now it's just because the phone understands that and the phone represents, you know, about 55% of all internet access now is actually primarily done through the device. Yeah, so what happens, although the big portals have a pretty big advantage in terms of curating a good experience on a national level, which then kind of translates down to that localized level, they don't have that local presence. So where realtors can easily win is, you know, by being that local real estate professional, and I know it's kind of trite and, you know, Gary V's beat this down to death mm -hmm. of being the, you know, digital mayor of your area, but you could still get very massive wins from this um, simply because the search engines are going to favor showing that localized content to begin with. Mm -hmm. So simple things that we can do to win is, for example, if you use video, um, post your videos on YouTube, make sure that the descriptions of those, of those videos and your content of that video that you're mentioning, you know, um, the local area, um, ideally by neighborhood name, you want to use, you know, prevalent keyword phrases like, you know, real estate in Scottsdale or whatever it might be that is appropriate to you. 
And what's going to happen is that those videos will naturally rank, for example, on Google, and oftentimes they will outrank just about anything else. Because what Google is trying to do is keep people on its own internal platforms to continue to show advertising. So if you can take the traffic and push it to your YouTube and have YouTubes where you're educating people about the process of buying locally and answering their questions, you're naturally building your authority voice, showing that you're trustworthy and knowledgeable. And when your video doesn't answer their questions or they have additional questions, then they'll remember you to reach out at that local level because you seem like the local pro. So I would hyper-focus on video um, and I would do video on YouTube is where I would really focus on. Um, simply because if you start taking a look at the search results right now, Google's made a big push with Google local service ads. I don't know, if, have you guys yeah. seen these? You know, the yeah. three pack basically mm -hmm. across the top. Yeah. Yep. So if you do a search, like imagine this consumer experience, right? Consumer sees a yard sign, uses Zillow. Let's think of the consumer journey, right? Has the app, gets an email notification from someone that there's a new listing, jumps in the car, drives to the listing because he already knows the price, already knows the bedroom, bathroom count, already knows the payment, knows the school district, knows everything but calls the yard sign because he wants to talk to the agent because it's path of least resistance. And they know that that listing agent is the person that, um, or feel like the listing agent is the one that can get him into the property the fastest, okay? But let's say the listing agent doesn't answer. Now they flip back over to their cell phone and go realtor near me. And then the phone basically serves back the three pack on Google of basically the click to call ads and now they click to call oftentimes the same listing agent who has basically the sign to begin with and you just <laughs> bought back your own lead right and then you were advertising on the zillow platform so what happens we have to think of that kind of consumer journey all the way through um and all that it is is someone is just trying to access information to get their questions answered right uh -huh. so we just have to be the people that answer those questions because that's why people go to professionals, whether it's an accountant, a doctor, you know, an attorney or anything else. We go to that person because we have a question that the internet didn't answer and we want to try and feel better, right? We, we can go to WebMD, but we choose to go to a doctor. <laughs> so, you know, for us, the important part is you got to provide value in that conversation, right? If you're not providing value, then why would they come back and why would they respect us? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 100%. man, there's a yeah. ton of nuggets there. I'm loving the fact <laughs> that we've had a, a lot of, you know, guests recently, and they're all mentioning YouTube and the fact that it's just, you know, an untapped uh, place to really kind of create and meet, meet today's consumer where they're at, like, you know, when they're that next level, right? And I mean, obviously, they're still speaking to all the ominous approaches, but I, I love the fact that you brought up YouTube there just because, again, yeah. such a... I think where most people struggle with YouTube is they focus on being the digital mayor, right? And they, mm -hmm. they start saying like, oh, I'm going to do restaurant reviews and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But you have to be a little bit more tactical about this. It's, it's important for us to be part of the community. But I think that that's a long-term brand play. If you are a brand new agent trying to get started on this and want to leverage um, ultimately YouTube to generate leads, which is the reason why you're going to try and do this, what you need to do is 
um, select topics that are self-identifying the customer. Meaning, um, if you go to like to our blog, it's callaction.co forward slash blog. And I have a post in there. It's like 41 video ideas. Oh my God, I was gonna reference that. And I'm gonna link, <laughs> I'm gonna link it in our description because it is the best article. It's uh, the best. Okay, sorry, keep going, keep oh, going. No problem. So the, <laughs> the, the easy thing in there is people kind of laugh about it because like one of the video ideas is like, do a video post on highlighting the local dog park right and you go why would i talk about the dog park now here's the tactical part of it national association of realtors does a study every year called the home buyer home seller report and in that report about 10 percent of people relocate because of their pets Wow. Okay. That's awesome. So if you think about that now, <laughs> I already live in the community and I already have a dog. I already know where the dog park is. Yeah. Right. But if I don't live in the community, meaning I'm five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 miles away, because that's the average distance that someone will move. That is the person that's going to do a search for best dog park in name your city. Right yeah. now. There's a high likelihood that the people that are looking for that video might be people that are thinking about moving. And all that you're doing is you're trying to self-identify or build an audience and get people to raise their hand that may have a likelihood of doing a move in the future. Now, if I do a video on restaurants, is that person thinking about moving? Hmm. Probably not, right? Yeah. But if I do a yeah. video on that, top three 55 and up communities in my city, who's watching that video, mm -hmm. right? It's likely kids of seniors who are thinking about placing their parents somewhere and are doing the background research for them, right? Mm -hmm. And now you're building trust with them as being that localized professional. So whoever's watching that video is going like, hey, this, this person knows what they're talking about because they're doing these videos on 55 and up seniors. Now, who's the number one homeowner in the country? What generation? Baby boomers. Yeah. They happen to own about 35% of all real estate in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. So if I do that video, what's gonna happen is I'm naturally attracting or identifying people that may have an impetus for moving in the future. So you just have to be tactical and think of ideas of like, is someone who's gonna watch this someone that may be thinking about making a move and you want to just build that audience and then that way that's how you build that local brand and once you got that kind of firing on all cylinders then you can do your restaurant videos and stuff like that to build that kind of community it's like hey this is the local knowledge per you know broker but really start initially on the direct response stuff um of you know attracting basically people that are thinking about making a move sure. so oh. wow great Man, yeah, I agree. I love it. I love so many nuggets, but man, we yeah. are we're we're up against it as far as our our normal time slot goes today. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to have you back. Yeah, this is like yeah, no yeah. problem. We need a part two on this one. It's yeah. too, <laughs> yeah, too much knowledge on. being dropped. So yeah, how, no problem. So tell us really really quick, um, an agent that is that is looking for something like call action. What does call action oh. do for me as an agent? Yeah, what we do is how we do try I use and it? Just yeah, we just automate the outbound. So if you're doing, um, you know, some kind of lead gen, 
um, like we discussed basically earlier, the mm -hmm. math problem, right? All we're trying to do is solve the math problem by leveraging your time. Um, and what we do is if you think of business, there's kind of three primary pillars, right? There's people, systems, and processes. And what happens is you need to simplify the process as much as possible for your people to follow the process because it's the process that works the system. So as an example, let's say the sales process is, I want you to circle prospect, right? I want you to sit behind the computer and circle dial, you know, a thousand people, okay? That's the system. The system is like circle prospecting. Now the process is the work that you gotta do to make that system work. And if the people don't wanna follow the process, then the system is never going to work. <laughs> yeah. So like what we do is we try and make the experience of lead follow-up as native and as familiar and as simple as possible. Because if the process is simple and feels familiar, people will do it. So in our world, you generate a lead. We know it's gonna take eight to 10 follow-up attempts to get a hold of them. So we'll, you know, um, once you have a kind of express um, written consent of that person, you know, filling out a form online, you receive that email lead. We'll automate the outbound outreach. So we'll send the text message saying, hey, you know, it's Scott, it's Kayla, it's Jesse from Banana Real Estate. We're trying to follow up with you. You know, um, you had a question about X, right? Dog parks in whatever city, as an example. Um, we know that we're gonna to need to make those eight to 10 outbound follow-up attempts because we live in a world of distraction. So it's not that their, their intent has changed, it's just that they got busy, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so all we gotta do is we automate the outbound outreach and when that customer is ready, instead of us interrupting them with outbound, they are basically responding to us on their terms when they're ready and they're giving you their attention. So if they're responding via text message, the reality is you probably have their undivided attention for the next one to five minutes. Hmm. It's kind of the same thing as originally thinking about speed to lead, why that used to work so well, hmm. is simply because that person is in that frame of mind, is thinking about that particular um, task, subject, or whatever that you know they're responding to. So what call action does is does the outbound outreach. We try and, and generate inbound conversations for your agents that basically show up on their cell phone as an inbound call or a text message, which feels pretty natural and native because that's what you already do anyway. And so we want to simplify the process so that they have more conversations, which is the system because Real estate is a full contact sport, right? You got to yeah. talk to people yep. um, if you want to do deals. Um, and we're just trying to get them into the majority, you know, as many conversations as possible in the eight hours a day that they have available by doing the thing that they like to do most, which is talking to people because good salespeople are usually yep. high D's, right? <laughs> so yep. they're usually people, people <laughs> and not process people. Very that true. Makes sense? So Absolutely. Yeah. The more, the more conversations you have, the more real estate you sell, right? That's right. Yeah. I, I tell people there's a really simple math problem, right? Like yep. we are, we are lead drunk right now. <laughs> so <laughs> what happens we are is lead drunk. 
Yeah, everyone's like, let's buy leads. Like leads are gonna solve everything. Well, if I buy a hundred leads and talk to zero, how many deals am I gonna do? <laughs> zero, right? Yeah. If so I buy a hundred leads and talk to 20 of them because I do maybe two follow-up attempts, the maximum I could do is 20 deals, right? But if I follow up 10 times and all of a sudden my conversation rate or my engagement rate goes from 20 to 50 of those leads that I'm actually talking to, how many deals can I close from the same amount of leads, right? My max would be 50 versus 20. Um, so it's a real simple formula, but people forget that, like that little middle level of the conversation is what's actually critical. Right. Where you, if you're just skimming off the top, looking for leads that are ready to buy now, that's very transactional in nature. Mm -hmm. And that's what the big companies are focused on because the consumer doesn't care. Right. The consumer has no relationships with anyone. He's just trying to get it done because nobody took the time to establish the relationship with them and give them a map on how to achieve their goal. Right. The map is a mutual action plan to go from point A to point B. Huh. Point B, the destination of that map is being a homeowner. <laughs> so yeah. we got to okay. provide that guidance to get them there. If we don't do that, what's our value? Mm. Right? So true. Love it. Well, Jesse, thank you so much yes. for being here with us today. I am going to link um, to the blog post that's awesome in our description. <laughs> and you can hit Jesse up on social media. Um, and also we'll link to you in the description. So perfect. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, guys. We and sincerely uh, enjoyed and, this. Um, thank you. Yeah. Anytime you need me, feel free to reach out. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> appreciate Jesse. it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. We truly appreciate you taking the time to be with us here today on the iBuyer Experiment Podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe so that you're notified when we launch new podcasts. We'll catch you on the next one. Show you the money.